Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Under the trench coat with rolling in the king. Okay, I'm back. Ready as I'll ever be. All right. Hello and welcome to Under the Trenchcoat, the after show bonus episode for Riven, the Shattered Continent. I am Ken Brown, your dungeon master. I'm Brad. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nick and I'm feeling mighty fucking nostalgic right now. <laughs> Anything in particular that's causing that? Or? I I did I did my hootie I I did my rhyming with the hootie who I completely forgot that's a thing I did. <laughs> I forgot that I was like hootie who from Nick and Harcos, and then I think I did it again. I said hootie who for episode two, and that's when I realized I could do the rhyming thing. And I think maybe we recorded two at once when we did that, and that's why I did hootie he. And then I was I remember that I was doing stuff like hootie whore and hootie hive, and just stupid <laughs> shit. To make my rhymes, so I'm gonna start tossing those back in every now and again. Uh, and also, beginning of the year, and I don't think it happened till like episode two or three, but uh, Anskidanor uh, <coughs> show sh- showed up in the episode. Yeah, once again, spoilers fighting something that was going to be uh, what do you mean, spoilers? <laughs> That doesn't make any sense in any co- well, spoilers for what? Like episode two or the one that they just listened to? Which one's it spoilers for, Brad? What if they listened under the trench coat first? The, the whole fucking thing is... So does that mean I need to go and edit all the descriptions that say spoilers? Look, the only time I have to worry about... I'm done. The, the only time I gotta worry about spoilers is in my titles. I do my best not to put spoilers in titles as long as I can avoid it. it and the description of the main episode. If, like, for the one where you came back, like, the, that description was so fun to type. Be like, there's been a there's been a thing that we've been building, building up to for many episodes. This is the episode where it happens. <laughs> it's, it's, that's as vague as I could have made it and still fun. If they're listening out of the trench coat first, get your fucking head out of your ass. <laughs> like, no offense, but that just means you're a Brad and you like spoilers. So, Brad, you, you know what? Fuck you, Brad. <laughs> so I guess we'll start with with Alcanor. Uh, 
in these conversations because for all of the major NPCs that you've had some sort of interaction with, I've been doing some behind the, the, behind the the screen uh, roles for them, depending on kind of what the, you know, you've done or uh, like what they said that they were going to do and all this stuff. And so I've got stuff for puffles and, and blah, 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 blah. So what I've been doing is creating like a range. Like if they roll within a certain range then this happens, if they do this, then this happens. And uh, I've, for some of the people I've done that more often. And, but so I did my first one for Alcanor. Uh, and so one of the options is, is that he, uh, doesn't get out of town before all this bullshit starts happening. And uh, rather than just running the fuck off, he decides to uh, half elf up and uh, actually do some good. <clears throat> uh, and so I was like, well, let's see how he does. So I actually, one for one, put him up against a salamander. And he beat it. So that was the moment that I did there. Uh, I did that last week. I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday last week that I was doing all this. And well, I'm I'm glad he beat it because it would have been a much different emotion right now. If you said, so you round a corner and there's a salamander running off and you look on the ground and there's a mumbling charred Alcanor. Mm hmm. Like, no, don't tell me. Just let me find out he's dead later. Like, don't do that to me now. I need to focus. And that was one of those things that I was thinking about. I'm like, man, he's he's not exactly high level. I, I He's lower than Phil is. Which uh, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but he's a champion fighter is what I made him because it, it seemed like the most kind of simple, it's, easy thing for him to, to stumble into. And it fits. Yeah, it fits kind of, you know, keeping with the idea that he had of what he wanted to be as Ansigar. So, uh, uh, he really did not have a lot of wiggle room. <laughs> uh, there was a key crit that happened towards the, the end of the fight that uh, he rolled really well with and did a significant chunk of damage. Uh, and were it not for that, you would have found an unconscious Alcanor instead of a victorious. So, uh, but I have, I, I went ahead and just for, because I, I don't want to put 15 characters into my, my fight club app. <clears throat> I went what? ahead and uh, just made a uh, uh, character sheet that I can kind of add to, but it's an interesting domino that if you rounded a corner and you saw uh, a salamander beat down, I, uh, Alcador and then run off when it sees you because it was already weak so it wasn't going to try to fight you know a full team of people uh, but I don't think that I would have made it finish Alcanor off but it would have been a very different situation that you would have like slapped him awake and it'd be like oh I, I didn't feel good about just leaving you but I probably should have you know <laughs> yeah I, I will say when, when you were building that up to the reveal, I was probably at about 80-20 that it was going to be someone we knew. Just because of the way you were wording it. Like, it was very um, media, like, whether it's book or or uh, movie or TV or whatever, of, like, 
it's obscured until the badass moment of like decapitates thing and then falls to the ground and then you see face of person. Uh, so I was pretty confident there was going to be someone I knew. Um, I will say the 20 or the I knew that we knew, like I thought it was going to be like, like that was going to be the thing uh, for some reason, like with the train or that somebody came here at some point to tell us something and then bad started happening. So they started kicking ass or it was fucking Selena who was coming to kick our ass because we didn't bring her with or <laughs> something. I thought it was going to be someone we knew. I didn't think Alcanor just because I, I, I pushed him from my head because it hurt. Like the, the, the parting was such sweet sorrow. I, w- I was happy that he was going off to do bigger and better things, but I just, I also didn't want him in the thick of this, which apparently he's doing marginally. Okay. Anyway, that was no, the, not it, really. <laughs> let, me, let me have my let me have my happiness. Don't take this from me. Uh, but that was the eighty percent. Like obviously, the eighty percent was it was going to be one of our compatriots that were there. The twenty percent was, was going to be one of the guards that recognized us. <laughs> like it was going to be someone that we knew but didn't know that like that was going to happen. It was going to be a guard, and like it was going to be like a bittersweet companionship of of like. I really want to take you guys in, but shit's going down and it looks like you're handling things. So we'll be friends for now, but you're going to jail when you save the town. <laughs> but yeah, Alcanor wasn't on my radar as one of the friends that could be there. So that was, I, I genuinely, like my my body held its breath. And when you said that, I felt a wave of goosebumps go over my body t- twice, actually. I had once when I said it. And then again, when you said like, he made his comment and then I had it happen again and then you called it. It's pretty great. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you. I, uh, but the, uh, the, the lead up to all that, I, you guys spent a lot of time trying to figure out the best way to get across. And this is it. You, Nick, you made the comment, either it's a bad choice or it's a worse choice. And that's that's what I wanted that to feel like, is that you could have a stand up fight with these creatures and that could potentially be really bad. I you could try to I kind of thought about like you trying to blend in. And if that goes wrong, it can go really wrong. I of you and then almost did. Yeah. And then, you know, a different option of you just trying to charge through and get past as much as possible and and hope that you don't end up engaging in a fight. You know, like that has some really bad options as well, because like you what just happened is that you didn't know that there was going to be more past this little group that you you saw right away. And so if you had charged past that first group, then you would have ran into the second one. They would have probably gotten in your way and then you would have got pincer attacked yeah but you you spent a long time and then the other thing is and i was wondering if you would like kind of take this into account was that zuriel can very much hide herself but when you get to the end of this she won't be ready uh, so, you know, she makes herself into the coin and but she can't make herself recover like she has been doing. So that, again, presents different side effects for when you get there. And maybe you end up having to get there, depending on what you see and what happens during the rest of this this little adventure getting up to the Grand Cathedral. But 
I that that's definitely what I was trying to go for was you're having to make hard choices to get to your your final your final destination here and then you kind of reap what you sow with the choices that you made you know uh, you you know stand up and fight every single thing between here and the cathedral and you get there and you're super weak but you've also helped a whole lot of people along the way or you just you know you're able to blend in get past everything but you know how does that change the outcome Mm -hmm. Uh, you know so that's definitely what I was going for but I'm just curious on what you is this what the direction that you went is that the way that you you wanted to go would you have rather Zuriel made herself into the coin and hit a little bit better maybe that would have helped like what are what are your guys' thoughts Don't all talk at once. It's fine. I'm, I've, I talk a lot. I was that, trying to give Brad that, that, air to breathe. Obviously, he's, that was he's just, he's just like, no, that's fine. Well, obviously, that was the the path I wanted to take. <laughs> um, in in my heart of hearts, that's the path I wanted to take. But I. I mean this in the nicest way possible. I live in constant fear of Ken's campaigns. (laughs) I I think that's the best way to describe it. Like, everything that happens, i.e., there's the chalice that will bring back your friend, I check it for traps. (laughs) Like, that is a perfect example of, like, even when Ken does nice things. Like, I'm convinced... When when we get around to worrying about this nine thousand gold, it's gonna be like bank gold, and it's gonna ink in my face. Like I, <laughs> everything that happens with with Ken for whatever reason, and I, I didn't even do the first iteration of Own Dean with him, like Brad and a bunch of our other Saturday gamers did. My first campaign with Ken uh, ended a little over a year ish ago, and then we jumped right into this. And I'm not treating this like Ondine. I'm just treating Ken as Ken. And he's uh, being marginally different. Like, it's definitely not uh, the same. There might be a time when we get there finally, like when this builds up enough that it would make sense for it to be that way. But Ondine was its own animal and Riven's its own animal. But I'm still, like, ready for bad at, like, every turn. So all I can think is, like, you set up these options for us. And she's like, I could turn into a coin. And there's part of my brain that's like, no, we should just play it safe, like, where you're out, you can take your drinks when you need to, and we'll just get there when we get there, and it'll still be fine. Then there's the option of she turns into a coin, it's like, cool, we get there, and we can totally hold off until she can, like, slowly take her swigs while we're there, like, we'll just fight as long as we can while she's in the corner, drinking up her her pediasure, and then she'll get right into the fight, and we'll, we'll beat this... What? We'll beat this thing's ass. And um, <laughs> I I don't know the, the the big thing is I want to get there as quick as I can because Ken I read too much into everything he says every single thing like he sat there and said well the crowd isn't that thick but when the people from like the, that's when you were asshole elbow so like if they get in there I was like okay that means it's going to be hard to fight like the more people are there so which means we need to get there quick and so then I started thinking I'm like but wait 
if you if he's saying that he knows i think i'm where we're, i need to get there quick which means there's gonna be something that happens if we get there slow none of that could could be accurate maybe all of it is i don't fucking know but that's the train <laughs> of thought i have so i make shit poor decisions which is why i'm glad that brad is trevor because brad is trevor at least breathes and thinks a little bit whereas landros just goes well we get to punch stuff yeah that one which is exactly what ken did like ken did a very good job of landros <laughs> being like well i don't think we should just hide that sounds kind of dumb you're right landros that that is what you would think um <laughs> So again, I, I try to inform all of my decisions that I uh, that I'm going to be making as Landros based on, uh, <laughs> based on the way that Brad played him. So <laughs> I've been play I've been playing these games with Brad for quite a while. I get to know <laughs> the way that he does things pretty well. I think. I agree. Um, Brad, Brad's over there in, in his in his little recording area. This motherfucker. <laughs> I'll show I'll show him make make fucking uh, I'm gonna multi-class uh, goddamn Trevor into a bard next see how he fucking likes it but guess now bitch <laughs> by, by this point I'm sure everybody knows that uh, no matter what character Brad's playing um, either he's going to hit things or he's gonna find a logical reason to hit things <laughs> so I think it would be I, I think that it would be a great fun thought experiment to have you run just a just a wizard just a fucking like not even like an evocation wizard where you could blast shit like a fucking illusionist or some shit like, oh, oh. <laughs> I, that makes that makes me uncomfortable why, like I don't want that why would you hurt me like that <laughs> listen if that's the character brad wants to build no offense brad why do we even why would we even invite him to the game <laughs> like how useful is he gonna be if he just gets in a fight and looks at his sheet and just goes "Ugh, god ah uh, i don't uh pass like that's not helpful <laughs> let me think i need i need 40 minutes to pick my first move because all of them don't do anything to the bad guy other than make them scratch their head i will tell you that I am moderately interested in playing the uh, the uh, blood magic stuff that that UO's got. Yeah, that stuff sounds pretty I, cool. I haven't looked at it yet. It sounds pretty cool. I, I, I always mean, have just dreams. Cool. Like I like, haven't seen anything that I don't really like, but I'm not a fan of casters, and it makes me want to play a caster. I, I always have these grand dreams of playing uh playing a full spellcaster, but it's not where my strength lies playing a, a full caster. Like uh Rangers and, and uh paladins are, are my bread and butter. Uh I I for for another personal game I've got a warlock that I'm kinda like uh, I've got most of the plan out for it, but it's kind of gishy that it's melee caster support so like it's not full caster either like one of these times i need to just buckle down and play a fucking wizard i and just do it i read button too much i can't play something squishy see i'm <laughs> i'm scared about getting into with because I, I since i'm since i'm still so uh three years D D young almost three three in november i think um since I'm 
I'm still so fresh in this. I'm still I'm trying to burn through. I want to I want to test out every class and see see what I what feels good. And I liked my druid. Um, I liked my sorcerer uh, quite a bit. Um, Harkos doesn't treat me too bad. We talked about this uh, last Saturday that it feels weird uh, because I've played druid, which I, I mainly did. Sh- I did shifty druid, so I did a lot of shifts, but I. I dueled my spells really well uh, as my druid, in my opinion, so I got to use a fair amount of spells, which is why I branched into uh, Sorcerer, mainly because the wild sorcery spoke to me, and Ken and I did the compendium of like 10,000 things, uh, so that was amazing. So that really pulled me in the Sorcerer route for caster, type caster. Um, so it's really weird to me to go from sorcerer with my all my spells and then also wild sorcery with the fucking chaos and then go into monk where my choices are do I punch it or do I stab it? <laughs> and we talked about that Saturday that I feel a little useless sometimes in a fight that like, Nick, what are you doing? What the fuck do you think I'm doing? The same shit I've done every single fucking turn. Slightly different this time depending on the dice and how many key points I want to spend. But, I mean, that's when you gotta flavor your shit, and that's when when the flights come in, and we're, we're pretty good about RP and how, how shit looks and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't dislike doing the monk, I just feel like podcast-wise, I in my brain, I tell myself I'm boring, but everyone's their own worst critic. So, um... But I am actually, I'm, I'm scared of, like, doing Wizard Warlock stuff, just because my brain uh, again my brain wants to tell me that like well you've done sorcerer so like that that's like a, a true caster so you could do any of the other casters but the the rules for like wizards and warlocks are so vastly different even though they're like pure into spells just as much as a sorcerer is the the rules for those classes are different and they kind of scare me but i do i do want to work through all of them um i definitely I, think sorcerer is the one i've liked the most so far my bard is weird for me because i don't do support in anything and that's kind of how I'm building my bar to support just because we have so much other DPS. I don't need to also do it, um, but I'm getting into it. I'm feeling it. I I think that Warlock is one of the most mechanic heavy characters that you can create because not only do you have spells, you also have invocations and you only get a very small number of spell slots and you don't like especially for the higher level like you only get one six one seven one eight one nine like that is all that you can cast per per long rest and uh that uh it's very different and well, is you know, it isn't warlock the one where you have to cast your highest slot yes you have to work like your for, way down you don't first, get a choice for first, well, it, as you level, like even it, no matter what you cast, whatever spell slot is your highest. So if yeah, you have so like if you're choosing to, to do a second spells, level, everything. It, yeah, so a and, second and level spell becomes a third level spell no matter what. Which is crazy because like you get to be a twentieth level warlock and you're just sitting there, you're like, I want to cast, identify objects, but cool at ninth level, which. I mean that well, is a, that's a key trip anyway. But your your packed magic only goes up to fifth level, okay. and then you get something that's called Mystic Arcanum that you get one. So you choose one sixth, one seventh, one eighth, one ninth level spell that you can do once per long rest. Okay, that makes sense. Still though, but and that's, then you, that's just kooky dukes. 
you get all you, you get all your eldritch invocations on top of it that can do you can shoot if you're wanting to be more caster heavy you can get ones that help that give you more spell access uh if you're yeah if you're going like uh what Brad played in uh in Ravenloft then that's a more melee focused one and you do big burst damage uh you could go kind of kind of support like th- there's options for that like it, it's it, they're very weird because you know wizard you choose your uh you know you choose your your school of magic and then you just you know you play to your strengths with that but a warlock is all over the goddamn place mm-hmm. it's like well i want to cast this this one spell well you have to cast it at a crazy high level and you only get one more spell that you can cast like oh great cool thank you yep but anyway i so i think the only thing that we haven't really touched on here is your your uh perception role <laughs> I have I have no comments. I have no idea. So I will I will say the reason I uh, I was deliberating stuff, um, and uh, I decided to say in game. Did anyone else hear that train? My instincts told me to like fly up and look. Uh, but there's lots of baddies all over the fucking place. So that might that might not be the greatest idea. If we're trying to incognito our way to the cathedral. So I I tried to find a way to make me not want to do that. Which, as much as Nick doesn't like the idea and I didn't portray it very well as Harkos, Harkos just bought into, I'm just hearing things, I'm in the heat of battle or whatever. Nick is very sus. Like, there's no disbelief on my end that I... D- didn't fucking hear something. I I would I would buy that maybe it wasn't actually the train, but I I have no I have no guesses as to what the fuck I'm hearing. I don't know if somebody's doing shit to me. I don't know if it's something uh, because of shit that I've done. Um, I I have I have nothing. I just I know I'm confused and I hate it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not, because you're gonna love the payoff. Yeah. I, I can't disagree with that. The question is, well, I love the payoff. <laughs> that's not me sure. asking you. That's a that's it was rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But you'll you'll get the payoff. We'll see if you like it. We'll see if I like it. Okay. Be a fun adventure for all of us. So- <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> all right well uh any other questions comments or anything like that before we uh close up the trench coat no uh-uh all right well thank you all very much for joining us for our little chat uh i am ken i'm brad and i'm nick we'll talk to you next time bye 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 Love you.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.